0: Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host Steve Schultz.
1: Good morning if you're watching live from the state of Oregon, the great state of Oregon. I'm Steve Schultz founder along with my wife of both Elijah List right there and Elijah Streams are bring you year 26 of bringing you the voice of the prophets. A quick announcement now a lot of you were expecting Cat Kerr this morning because I made the announcement I goofed Cat curse tomorrow. Now we've actually already recorded Cat yesterday afternoon. It was a great show. She will be on tomorrow. So uh, many of you, I think, I said on that program. I, I said some of you have thought, have said, why did you take Cat off the air? We didn't take Cat off the air. She did a sabbatical. Uh, she's doing great, and she's gonna. She's uh, coming back, and she's very excited about it. By the way, she does mention the cruise that she's going to be on. I believe it's in August. She's a speaker for. And she did say there are some openings left for her. I'll just tell you now because you're going to hear it tomorrow. If you want to be on that cruise, it's called you go to heavenlycruises.com, heavenlycruises.com, and there will be a link to sign up for the Cat Kerr cruise. So that's only weeks from now. So you may still have time to get in. Uh, I can't guarantee it, but you may. And Because we announced that on the show. And then if there was any room, it'd probably be gone soon. So don't miss that. All right. Uh, uh, so I did say that about Kat Kerr. Uh, a quick reminder: we got a brand new spot about the the beautiful wells that you all are digging in the in the beautiful country of Uganda. So here here we go with that.
0: Praise the Lord. I am so happy. I've been blessed. As a pastor, I've spent 34 years, years on this village. When I got saved, God touched me to, and told me to preach the word of God through action. I've been fetching water for old people, for the elderly. I wanted to make sure that they get water, there's been a lot of suffering, they've been fetching water from very far places and the water has been bad, but today we have seen God, I thank God and I thank you people, God bless you.
1: I love it, love it, love it. And the pictures are great. We do. Yesterday, we were talking about the camera crew we've hired that's going to be going to Uganda, the professional camera crew. They work for us full time. And they're going to be finally, you know, you've heard me talk about this, going to places in the U.S. where we're doing ministry. We just don't have cameras with all those. So we're going to run stories uh, on the people that are being blessed so you can actually see where your money is going, not just in Uganda, Ethiopia, Zimbabwe, Nepal, all those places, Kenya. I think uh, there's one in the Amazon, uh, not just those places, but here in the good old USA. So it's going to be fun to, to show you those, those, that footage because all of your money goes to all of those places, or I should say your money goes to all those places. So we appreciate that, uh, that you're so generous. You're, you're sowing into the prophetic and you're sowing into uh, freeing God's people from lots of poverty. And so many salvations are coming out of that. So love it, love it, love it. All right. It's time to bring in Johnny Enlow, and we'll, we'll have him introduce our guest, the Hastings. So without delay, here's Johnny. And greetings, Johnny. So good to see you. We're excited about this show today. Ah, I know you are. Yeah, so I'm going to turn it to you, and you go ahead and uh, make the introductions. I don't know if we're bringing in the people now or we're waiting. What what do we what, what should we do?
2: Um, they could be brought in, but I'm I'm going to introduce them before we have them respond.
1: Yeah, let's so, go ahead and bring them in, and we'll just uh have, yeah greetings, guys. <laughs> good to see you. We talked to you off camera. it's yeah. been so long since we've met. So anyway, good <laughs> to have you here, and we'll have Johnny then begin the introductions of this whole thing.
2: So this way, people know um, who they are. You know, there's sometimes our ministry. Is an epistle, and there's a message we carry, and sometimes who we are is an epistle, a living epistle. And this is so true for um, Henry and Amanda. And so, just a little bit about my history uh, with them, and just a little bit how we're going to uh, proceed today, because uh, be prepared at the end, you know, whatever, uh, however long, 15, 20 minutes more, whatever the Holy Spirit's doing, there's going to be a ministry time, and it's going to be. a real blessing for, for many of you many of you, but I, I have known them for, I forgot to get exactly for, I have over 15 years of history wow. uh, with both of them. And um, uh, one of the things was they were both on the trip, the Israel trip we, we took and, and uh, they were bus captains over one of the groups, you know, 40, 50 people in there. And we're still, I actually still got yesterday a testimonial, how their life was changed forever from being on the bus with Henry and Amanda. Wow. They, they are, um, they are walking. You don't want to call them walking ministry machines, but it's prophetic. It's getting people, you know, we're in mm. Sicily by the sea and Henry's over there and all of a sudden he's got two or three of the guys speaking in tongues for the first time in their lives Little wow. the of everything. So there's people, somebody getting healed, delivered, speaking in tongues, uh, all the time with when when Henry and Amanda are together. And so they were such a blessing there. Then on our recent rise, kickoff launch here in Nashville, we had them both come up on stage uh, as well. And it was just, uh, it was fun watching them operate together. There was one incident where, um, you know, Henry's like, okay, he starts calling out a number, 6888, like five numbers. I, I don't remember exactly what it was right now. And then he's like, he wasn't. He didn't say what it, does, whose number it is. And he goes, okay, I think it is a license plate. And then Amanda says, yes, it is, and it says, don't tread on me under it. So she's
1: whoa, she's whoa
2: on his uh, number. And sure enough, it was a powerful word for somebody who wasn't sure it was their number. They ran outside, and it was their like because you know not not everybody knows their own license plate. But anyway, that was uh, fun. And even then, I was like, I got to get, uh, I we've got to have a place where Henry and Amanda can, can allow for this, uh, ministry and, and whether, you know, it's going to be, it's different when you got, um, the crowd size we have here, but we believe the Holy spirit can, um, can figure out how to allow that to be a blessing, but more, more on them are, are um, first of all, Amanda, she was our trusted anointed assistant all the way back in Atlanta when we were pastoring. Nice. And, um, so our last many years there, as she was with us. And then when we moved to California, um, when we finished pastoring in 2012 and 2013, moved to California, she came. Well, Henry came as well, but we're going to bring that story in in, in, in just a, a moment. Um, I will tell you right up front, they've been married around 10 years. They can correct me if I'm, uh, I think that's about right. And, and so they went with us right after being married. Um, they felt called to, uh, you know, we said you don't have to anymore. So she was then our assistant for our primary trusted assistant in, in uh, California for those for those years. So we're telling you, these are people we know um, uh, very, very well. And um, she has just been um, a, a blessing to have b- beside us in every kind of way. She carries, she's totally trustworthy, anointed and all that. But then there was just a whole nother level of, um, uh, holy it 's not magic it 's holy spirit magic, but that 's not magic that 's Holy Spirit something sparks when her and Henry uh, came together so a little bit about nice. Uh, nice. A, little bit, a little bit about Henry um, so and we 're just going to say this quickly, but uh, we were buying a house in Atlanta, um, oh man, was it two thousand and five, six or seven? Henry probably knows that one as well, and um, we had looked up Elizabeth and I had gone to over a hundred homes and months of process. And we had decided that we've, we had the hope the house we knew that we want for the budget we had. There was no other house that compared to it. And so the night before um, we were supposed to close on that house, our real estate agent named Alan, he, he calls me. And first of all, you have to know Alan's not really, I think he was a nominal churchgoer, but he didn't really know the Lord. Um, and he just, uh, he calls me well early, actually calls me early the morning of the day we're supposed to go close on the house. And he says, Johnny, the man upstairs kept me up all night. Oh my. Uh, and uh, he wouldn't let me sleep looking at homes for you guys. And he had already been looking for more. we, We had gone two or three weeks and said, this is it. This is it. This is it. And it was the strangest thing because he had the sale assured and everything, but he wasn't happy. There was something about it. And he says, listen, uh, I said, because you know, I said, I go, Alan, what's wrong with you? You've already got the sale. We don't want to look at another house. He goes, the man upstairs wants to this. <laughs> and so this is a guy who's not really a believer. And I said, I'm not even going to tell Elizabeth. Just send it by email. He sends me by email uh, the house. And I look at it and I'm like, Wow. And I go, why don't you show this before? He's like, it just it came on last night. This thing just became available last night. So I, I, I think I drove by it first before telling Elizabeth, listen, there is a house we have to consider. So that same day that we're supposed to be closing in the morning, wow. we go and look at that. We look at the house. And as we walk through the house, Elizabeth literally starts crying. She's she's like, this house was made for me. And all the way down to there's the tub in the master bedroom is the Elizabeth, Elizabethan tub. And it's one that she had had in her dollhouse and all this. So you're oh like, my goodness. how does he connect to Henry and Amanda right here? Well, this is how we met Henry because this is his house he had just put up on the market. This is how we met. And so we lived in the house that Henry made specifically wow. for us and all our girls. Um, and it was part of an interesting journey for Henry because Henry was uh a dallas theologically a, a dallas theological seminary trained pastor a denier and preacher against the supernatural stuff the gifts the prophetic and um you know we b- briefly barely met him and he was a just very straight laced serious dude and um and so but what had happened since in the in the years that followed Everything fell apart for, for Henry, his church, mm. his marriage, his health, his mental health. And, mm. and so there came a, a moment that uh, his sister lived in the house next door and we were friends and we had to invite them over for dinner. And so they said, can we bring Henry? He's going through a really tough time. And we're like, sure. So Henry came to our house and we said, can we pray for you? We prayed for him. We're giving him prophetic words. We see the power of God hit him. And um, then he says, I would like to go to your church on Sunday. I go, no, no, you don't. You're better off if you don't go um, because our stuff is prophetic, free, everything. And, I, and but he didn't listen. He came. And then, you know, we had this informal member of the year a, a year later. And at and, uh, first I told the staff, she says, you know who our member of the year is? And it was, like, it was Henry Hastings. A year later. <laughs> Wow. A year later, if you come to our church and you want to see, you'll see a guy uh, barefoot, his pants pulled up, flags going like this, running. <laughs> up. And that's Henry Hastings. That's you,
1: the Henry. My goodness, <laughs> I've already misread the, the picture here. My goodness, wow, wow. <laughs> the
2: Dallas theological straight lay seminarian who preached against the prophetic, and you know the Lord made sure to mess up his paradigm forever because in those days. Um, he was taken into a trance no like not pretend trance like big time like one you can't ever go back you can't ever go back and say the prophetic doesn't exist or or whatever so this is this is a little bit of who henry and amanda are and a little bit of their uh their background and so wanted people to be to be aware of that and then from that moment forward um they they began to um, shift into i mean they there's so many layers of their testimony we're not going to get to all of it today that'll be for another time you you look at them and they're okay the perfect couple who's been uh together forever they function as one it's amazing and you can you can you know with everything i know i can either consider them reclamation projects or amazing god star uh, uh couple and um, and so there's something relatable about them, what they've had to overcome, what they've been through. Um, you know, Amanda, that we've known the longest and she would have been one. I think when she first showed up at our church, she would be one that craved security and things mm. being, um, uh, you know, not just don't, don't surprise me with a lot of things. And her and Henry have jumped right in the, the steps of faith that they mm. have taken. Over the last five years, I have blown me away. They are an absolute couple of faith. They put, they just risk it all. And, and, um, as long as, you know, they agree together and work through it. And so their, 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 their very life is an epistle and a blessing, uh, to the body of Christ as well. But any question you want to ask on on that?
1: uh, Well, let me just jump off and then, cause I'd love to hear Henry's side and you bring in Amanda at any point you want to, but. How in the world did you go, go from, I mean, you know, Johnny's kind of given a clue what happened, but from your perspective, how conservative were you and how dead set against the gifts of the spirit and the power of it? How, how hardcore were you against that? And then uh, bring us into, bring us up to that trance. I, I want to hear about that too. So do our viewers. So I'm going to turn it <laughs> over to you. Go for it.
2: <laughs> wow. Uh yeah. Hi, Henry and Amanda. Hi, well- Henry and
1: Amanda. Good to see you. Good to- I've already visited with them off off the air, so I didn't want to waste all that <laughs> doing it again. But yeah, anyway, we're going to have more questions, but go for it.
3: I had a, a very powerful born-again experience at 27 years old after accomplishing my childhood dream. Uh, from the time I was seven, I wanted to be a Green Beret.
1: Whoa. And so...
3: Uh When I walked across the stage of the John F. Kennedy Special Warfare Center in school at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, and got my special Forces tab and became a green beret, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> we had a really uh, not a party, a team party afterwards, and I was empty. and I walked out and looked up to heaven and said, "There has to be more to life wow. than this. I am totally empty. And at that point, I I really feel that, that, you know, the father began to draw me to Jesus and through a course of events, uh, within six months, I was on my knees, full blown, radical conviction by the Holy spirit over every sin I'd ever committed from the Mm -hmm. time I was seven and stealing bubble gum to, you know, fornication and you name it. And then, um, I just gave my entire life to Jesus uh, in the privacy of my room. And I walked out of that room, uh, never looking at the world with the same set of eyes. I had no idea I was just made a new creation. I had no idea what being born again meant, but something was different and sat my whole family down on the couch and started going over scriptures that um, led me to uh, saving faith in Jesus and My mom started crying. My dad said, don't worry, it'll wear off. And three years later, I was at Dallas Seminary.
1: Wow. Um,
3: I remember reading um, a bio of an expositional Bible teacher that I was really benefiting from at the time. And when I read the bio, it said he went to Dallas. And there was something that just resonated that I was going to go there. And so... It was a miracle on how I got to Dallas, uh, how my tuition was provided for, uh, completely free of any obligation. Um, and so I show up at Dallas and I, you know, ended up being ordained um, through this, this individual. And, you know, I grew up with teaching where I would hear uh, things like, I don't know what's worse, uh, the, the communist revolution. Or the tongues movement.
1: Whoa,
3: and this whoa. revolution, you know, under Joseph Stalin killed over 40 million people. And then hearing things like, I'd rather have snakes crawling in the aisles than people speaking in tongues here. And the, I mean, it was very, very uh, just <laughs> unequivocal preaching these gifts are not for today. And here's the scriptures why. And the main one uh, was 1 Corinthians 13, 9, and 10. When the perfect done is done, the partial be done away. And uh, the perfect, obviously, was translated as the completed canon of Scripture. And that's really the only argument that a cessationist or one who doesn't believe in all the gifts of the Spirit for today can hang their hat on. That's mm. really the only one. And so, um, you know, with that, when I was ordained, uh, you know, I remember going through, the, you know, the gifts and teaching on the different gifts and basically redacting my Bible. I mean, that's what I did. You know, <laughs> uh, Ephesians, Ephesians 4, 11 and 12. You know, he gave some as redact apostles.
1: Oh And so there were
3: only evangelists and pastor teachers. And that was yeah. it. And then there were obviously the gifts of mercy. And when God. you did
1: that, you was that you were just redacting the the uh, partial or whatever that scripture you were you were saying. Well, that's been done away with. Right. You weren't saying are... it's not in the Bible. You were saying it does. Right. It's been done away with. Cause...
3: yeah the 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 viewpoint is is that once the canon was completed, we yeah. don't need any more special revelation through the prophetic or the apostolic and the gifts of healing and all these supernatural miracles were simply to validate the, you know, disciples who became apostles' message. Mm. And so, you know, it basically is a wonderful um, ruse from our adversary to strip the bride of Christ from her authority and power and advancing the kingdom on the earth.
0: Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give.
3: And, uh, and you know, it just makes the Christians sit in this, you know, um, reception mode of hiding and hoarding and not advancing the kingdom through a rising and shining in places of influence and waiting for Jesus to return. And, you know, this is our, you know, escape and evasion plan. So they just expect that things are going to get worse. And that thought picks up momentum, and when the more people speak it, the more momentum it picks up because life and death is in the power of the tongue, and mm-hmm. things that we declare um, that will will direct the course of our life as, as believers. And so, this is uh, something that you know I, I was you know emulated uh, that individual. And I would communicate that tongues was nothing more than either demonic uh, wow. influence or it was um, you know, emotional stimulation to the point of basically throwing up. I mean,
1: you were one thousand percent convinced oh, that yeah. this was the case. So uh, that's, I love that about the story because you weren't you weren't in a no. quandary all along. You absolutely knew that you knew that you knew all those things were true.
3: Yeah, there
2: but was now on our Israel trip, he's interrupted, said, I feel like there's people want to receive the Holy Spirit
3: right now. Tongues is for you. Like, oh, wow. He,
1: he said it was,
3: whole- that was crazy because we're in Caesarea. And while we're in Caesarea, that was the first Gentile city where the Holy Spirit was poured out with evidence right. in tongues because Peter went to the centurion's house, Cornelius. And so here we are in the stadium that Herod built and the Lord kept speaking to me about this and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I, I'm like, have any of you not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Because God's doing the same thing today as he did then. And he wants to pour out his spirit afresh right here today. And like four or five people raised their hands. We had them come down front. We laid hands on them. And, and we're, look, we're, we're looking at 60, 70-year-olds. Wow. These aren't young kids with all this mm. hunger. They've been around. They've been believers forever. They've never spoken in tongues. And all of a sudden, we've got sixty and seventy-year-old men, you know, getting baptized with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. That's
1: amazing.
3: Really cool to see the Lord do something He did back in Acts ten.
1: Now you said off the air we were talking. You said that you even did a paper uh, um, against against at the time Jack Deere. Now Jack Deere eventually left uh, uh, Dallas Theological Seminary and came to your similar conclusions. I don't. I haven't. I'm not in touch with him these days or anything, but. Um, you actually did a paper against him.
3: Yeah, I did a paper on his book and tore it apart. Um. And
1: and in all honesty, you meant what you said. Somehow or other, whatever he was sharing, it didn't convict you at the time.
3: Completely. Yeah. Okay. Now, so then,
1: how did? uh, I guess let's jump forward to your your. You've had this encounter with Johnny Enloe. You started going to his church. I want to know what.
3: Where Johnny. Before Johnny, uh, I had basically, you know, reached the deepest, darkest valley in my life. I was going through a divorce. Here I am as Mm. a church pastor, and I needed to make a decision to whether I resign or whether I decide to put up to a congregational vote if I'm going to stay in the congregation. And I heard that Charles Stanley was in a similar circumstance And he went up in the mountains of North Georgia Georgia, to seek God. So I said, I'll just go up to the mountains of North Georgia and I'm going to seek the Lord. Long story short, um, I get up to this little mountain cabin and I'm literally in running shorts in the hot tub. And I just start confessing sin to the Lord and, you know, just talking to him. And all of a sudden, uh, this power literally comes upon me, picks me up out of the hot tub. And I start walking down on autopilot a gravel road in the middle of the North Georgia mountains, and I don't come out of this trance. I'm going through ravines. I'm crossing highways without looking. My arms are like look like a you know an F-16 fighter. They're about a 45 degree. It's it's to 33 degrees out, misting, about to snow, and here I am in a in a you know pair of running shorts, totally wet. Um, with With bare feet on a gravel road and then going off into ravines and I mean it was crazy for six and a half hours. I know it was about three thirty in the afternoon, and by the time I came out of it and got to some other cabin because I couldn't find the cabin that I was pulled out of, um, it was nine thirty at night, and I had no sensation of hot or cold um, Until I came out of the trance, and then obviously hypothermia was setting in, and it was it was radical. And the last thing the Lord told me when I came out of the trance was, "All the gifts of the Spirit are for today. The Sermon on the Mount is for today. And by the way, there are prophets and apostles walking."
1: (laughs) My goodness. (laughs) I I just said, unbelievable. There's just like no words. And so this is all before you even met Johnny. No wonder you wanted to go to his church.
3: (laughs) Right. And and Amanda had just said the last thing, which I I don't really tell people, but you can say it.
1: Go ahead. Go for it.
4: Asking about the gifts, you ask the Lord, like, what are my gifts? And and he was telling you by keeping you on the path that he has said that actually one of your primary gifts is. The prophetic being you know operating in the prophetic the very thing you were against
3: yeah i would ask him like am i a pastor and the answer was very clear in how he spoke to me and then if i stayed on the road uh that i was on and i asked him a question the answer was no i'd veer off the road and go down to the ravine and it it was yes and we bring me back in line on the road it was crazy i asked him if i was i asked him if i was a pastor and the answer was clearly no, and
4: primary and I said,
3: I said, "Am I a prophet and, he, and all of a sudden, I come back on the road, I said, "What like are you kidding <laughs> and if, was it
4: was it, it was
3: crazy you know, and so I thought I had completely lost my mind I mean honestly, I thought this is crazy, I'm hallucinating, and I wasn't on drugs, I hadn't been drinking anything and and this just was out of the box crazy and i I'd had about Couldn't get over two hours, three hours sleep a night for about over two months. So I wind up at my sister's house um, and I just really wanted to curl up and die. She calls, hey, come over to these people's house next door. Um, Okay, I go there. I get my first prophetic word from Elizabeth and the words had life in them. And there was something that resonated about that word. And I didn't even know what a prophetic word was at that point. And then Johnny prayed over me, and I went home after dinner, and I slept 12 hours straight. (sighs) And after that, I thought, God, those people's prayers, like, you answered them. I'm going to their church. And so all of a sudden, it was Friday night. When's the next service? And Friday night was their prophetic night. And when I walked in to to that church, prophetic night, it was dark, and there was worship going on. And when I opened those doors, rays of light came out. Are you serious? Uh, not, no joke. This is a full-blown open vision. Rays of light just like, whoosh, like this came out of the worshiper's mouth. I remember her name to this day. It was Ellie. And the rays of light just came straight at me about 100 feet from the stage right to me when I opened up the door. Man, Went right to the ground and picked up all these pieces of glass and they dangled in front of me for about 30 seconds. And then they made a heart and then it went into my chest. And I was like, what is going on?
1: Unbelievable, <laughs> <laughs> Man.
3: So, um, I didn't realize what the Lord had communicated through that vision and I had to process it over time. But what he was saying is, you know, you, you're broken. Your heart, your heart's in in pieces. And I'm going to use the gifts that you preached against in love to put you back together again. I'm going to heal you through the gifts that you said weren't for today. And so not only was I put back together again um, through the prophetic physical healing. I had a brain tumor, Steve. I had an MRI every single year. To ensure the brain tumor didn't grow to a point they'd have to remove it surgically, and all of a sudden on you know a Sunday there's an announcement of a healing service. It's going to take place on Friday, and I'm like, healing service? Like really? Are you kidding me? And, and but I was there, and every time the doors were open, I was there. And when I walked in, like I saw the flag worship, and I was like, oh Lord, like you're not the author of confusion. That was the first thing that would go through my head, and literally. <laughs> the Lord said, sit down and zip it. That's what he told me. (laughs) Really? A former military guy and veteran. I'm like, okay, yes, Lord, sit down and zip it. And for three weeks, I just watched, you know, the flag worship and everything. And one time I remember seeing this giant banner and I, I just looked at it and the Lord said, don't judge. And so after three weeks, the Lord told me, um, I was in the back near the near the sound, you know, engineers' uh, cubicle. There were some flags rolled up on that railing, and I looked at him, and he says, "You see those flags?" And I was like, "Uh, "Yes." (laughs) He said, "Uh, "I want you to go get them."
1: I knew it. I knew Uh, it. I went up
3: and got them, and he said, "Dance for me."
1: My goodness.
3: And I, I, I was like, "Lord," he said, "Dance for me." And so I, I grabbed this flag and I'm kind of waving it in the back of the church you know, <laughs> in the aisle, you know, like this. And, okay, this is funny, God. He goes, no, down front, like David before the ark. <laughs> and so I literally was down there. Johnny will tell you, it, it was out of control. The Holy Spirit had come on me and I would just start dancing recklessly with these flags. It was It was nuts. And I had like, Elizabeth's dad came up to me I think he's you know comes from more of a Pentecostal background But these guys had come up you know old charismatics with white hair and they'd come up and say when you do that something comes alive in my heart doing it and in meantime my mind is going you are such an idiot what are you doing you're making a fool of yourself and basically I danced all that stuff off all the religion came off and so I show up to a healing meeting and I've got a brain tumor, and all I did, I had an MRI scheduled for Wednesday. The healing service was on Friday, and I said, Well, what the heck? I'm just gonna go ahead and reschedule my MRI for the following week, and I'm gonna go to the service. And so I go to the service, I get prayed for, I don't get a word of knowledge. I mean, I heard a lot of word of knowledge, but mine didn't get called out. And I remember driving home and saying, Lord, you know what? I don't need a word of knowledge to get healed. You just give the word from heaven, and I'm good and so the next wednesday here i am mri and the following week i get a call from my doctor Mm -hmm. and he said he and the radiologist and his and his uh, colleague could not find my brain tumor they didn't understand what happened i told him i went to a healing meeting and i actually played the voicemail from him a second time confirming it to johnny and elizabeth and amanda i mean it was like this is crazy and so you know after that, then started operating in the gift of healing. So after right. I was experiencing these gifts, which were a demonstration of God's love and power, the Lord began opening up for Amanda and I to minister in these things. So, yeah, that's that. Wow.
1: <laughs> that is unbelievable. And, I mean, and then, hey, um, go ahead.
3: Uh, the uh, The Lord told me actually during a service to submit to Johnny as my pastor. And obviously that's hard to do when you've been a senior pastor of a church for so long and you know, you know so much and you've got a master's in theology and, you know, Oh, I know Greek and Hebrew and all these things. And when I heard, it, I was like, I was like, yes, sir. And I went up to Johnny and Johnny told me that was pretty significant. And then I revealed to him what happened to me in the mountains. And Johnny just looked at me and he goes, Henry, he goes, the Lord puts you in a trance like Peter. And my response was like, he still does that today. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I mean, he just made you—he suddenly you 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 have got this conflict going, but you at the same time he's given you a childlike heart where you're accepting things. You know, even a green beret, you had to submit to authority, but you learned to submit to God's authority real time. Like, sit down and zip it. You know? Are you kidding? Anyway, I wanted to ask you this one thing, and then I want to talk to um, Amanda for a minute and see what's going on with <sighs> so many questions—they're just flying through. Um, when you say uh, when even now you tell the story, you knew that you knew that you knew that you knew God sent you to theolo- uh, Dallas Theological Seminary, and your way was paid. How, how do you um, process that? Or was He just showing you how bad it can get, or what? What, what, what do you say?
3: <laughs> well, I mean, you got to die to be resurrected, so it's a good cemetery to go to, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm kidding. Um, that was good, actually. It was yeah. a good, one, though. <laughs> I will tell you this. I had, you know, was going through a little bit of a valley and was asking the Lord um, in light of, you know, learning about Toronto yeah. in '95 and looking at, you know, Heidi and Roland Baker and Randy Clark and I was like, Lord, like I got saved in '91, I could have been at Toronto and I wouldn't. What am I doing? Like I, I just, you know, and it really bothered me. And he said to me, Henry, what did you tell me when I saved you? And I had to think for a minute. And I said um, that my life was yours and you could do anything with it you wanted and take me down any road and any alley and any neighborhood you wanted. And I was totally unconditionally surrendered. He goes, what makes you think Dallas was not part of my plan? There you go. I thought to myself, gosh, and. The thing is, he's told me to write a book. Johnny's confirmed it. And um, it's called For Today. And it's basically um, the testimony of what God did in those mountains and how it played out with the exegetical support completely um, undermining the arguments from the cessationist camp. And I will tell you, you know, Dallas was an amazing place to go to learn Mm -hmm. the language to learn systematic theology was good it was really good and i even i grabbed this for today i had this is uh called the dictionary of pentecostal and charismatic movements and this book was re- required for a course i took at dallas really um, by dr hannah and It was an amazing course. And I remember reading um, things from Charles Fox Parham before the Azusa Street Revival that when tongues um, came to Topeka, Kansas and how some ladies started speaking in Mandarin Chinese. And it's it's here in in this. I mean, there's every revival you've ever heard about in this dictionary. And if I were to teach revival history, I would require this, this book because the articles are amazing. But when I would hear things like that, I couldn't disprove the testimony. It was the testimony, and it's by the testimony that we actually get freedom and overcome. And so that's why the Lord, you know.
1: Well, and I'll just add this, too. I know at Dallas Theological, and, and in my upbringing, I was an ordained elder of the Adventist Church. I've talked about it many times. But both of us had this one thing. The the teaching that we got, they said the Bible is the word of God, the inerrant word of God. We both had that, right? Yeah. And it was ingrained in us, and so even though you had to rewrite some of their theology, you didn't—you never lost that the Bible is the inerrant Word of God. Yeah. You know, so I can look at my Adventist uh, theology beginning to say, "Thank you, Lord, for teaching me that the Bible is the inerrant Word of God." I think the sim- I'm looking at something similar with you. So, well, let's ask you, Amanda. What did I want to ask you? Uh, talk about your whole story and in, involved with all of this in your own journey, whatever you want. I know there's so many things I could ask you, but jump in well, anywhere you want and tell your story. Well,
2: let me, let me oh, go ahead. I, go ahead. Set that up for her. So Amanda of course is a single mom serving yeah. with us for many years. And, um, and then we begin to watch and we're like, Elizabeth, I, is that, is that some sparks between hmm. Henry and Amanda? And, and, um, and so, and she had been um, you know this is where I just want to set that up yeah but she had been doing how she had uh, uh, you know her her process with the Lord entrusting him just as to her relationships I don't know if I set that up for you well but I in to pick up somewhere there
4: yeah that's good yeah God's always working behind the scenes you know like all this stuff that was happening with Henry I didn't know Henry you know but this was all happening when I was you know working at the church and Even how I got there, like I was going to a different church and the Lord sent me to to Daystar, the church that Elizabeth and Johnny were pastoring. And he was so gracious to send us there knowing that we would be cared for there during a really hard season. And I when I got there, I was I had a medical sales job. I was doing the right thing by being, you know, responsible mom to have a good job. And then all of a sudden Johnny Elizabeth say, Hey, would you like to come work here? You know, Johnny's about to be writing all these books on the Seven Mountains and we need someone to help us with it. And I was like, I heard from the Lord, yes. And it seemed maybe like an irresponsible thing to leave like a really good paying job, to go to a ministry job, but I felt like the Lord said, No, this is where I want you. This is where I want you to go. You're gonna this is a good environment for your daughter. You'll be able to be in her life more. And I have kingdom stuff for you through this. So Mm -hmm. just trust me. And so I did. I moved down closer to the church. I got on staff at the church. I never, ever in a million years thought I'd be in any sort of ministry. That was just not something that the Lord had spoken to me or I had thought of. So here I am working at a church, but I'm getting immersed in such a healthy culture of the prophetic. I'm getting immersed in the seven mountain message. I'm getting immersed in kingdom teachings. And I'm in this environment where it's authentic and real. Something I'd never seen before in my Christian walk, and so I'm there, and the Lord just said,
0: "You know," and I said, "But Lord, I still want to be married. This is a deep desire of mine." Mm-hmm. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com/slash/give and become a partner today.
4: Even though I went through a failed marriage, like I did not want that. I didn't want that at all, and so I had that desire still and the lord said trust me in this. And He said just keep your eyes focused on me and everything else will be added unto you. Focus on your daughter, focus on me and everything else will be added unto you. In fact, I'm going to bring him to you at this church. And I'm like, nice. <laughs> "Are you sure, Lord?" And he said, "Yes." And that was a uh, that was like 5 years. So this wasn't like 6 months later Henry shows up. It was a walk of trusting yeah. in him. And But I just kept not leaning on my own understanding. Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And so I did. And in that, God was doing things in my heart, too. I had healing that needed to happen. And so there was a lot going on with that. And my daughter was getting super close with the MLOs. And that was a safe haven for her, how important that was for her walk. And the Lord just, you know, I began this dialogue with him. And I'm kind of more of a private person when it comes to stuff with the Lord. So I didn't even always share everything with Johnny Elizabeth. About things he was saying, but they would confirm it. And so, like, one of the things I was like, Lord, I just don't know if I can even trust a man again. Like, I've been so hurt. Yeah. He said, you know, I said, I think the only kind of man I could trust would be a pastor because they're the safest men out there, right? <laughs> 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 because they're, you know, they are uh, walking with the Lord. And that was like, because in my life, like, some of the most safe men I had ever seen, like, responsible, like, integrous, were pastors. I had not seen any more perspective of that. And so this whole time, you know, if I fast forward a little bit, little did I know that my husband would actually be a pastor, but not quite in the way that I thought. Because he shows up at the church like five years later, broken, you know, going through a divorce and having walked in sin and all that. So I was like, "This isn't quite the the pastor that <laughs> I." Amazing. Was- <laughs> But through all that, there was so much personal prophetic from the Lord. And even like, obviously, I was submitted to Johnny Elizabeth for just confirming words and, and you know, seeking them for just prayer and, and ministry. And so in all that, they were confirming to Johnny Elizabeth things that God was speaking to me directly on. And even the pastor thing, they never even told me that they heard that until Henry showed up. And they were like, yes, actually, God had told us that too. This could be confirmation for you. So yeah, it was a very long journey of waiting for God to show up. But I just I just want to encourage so many people who who are waiting for, you know, that deep desire of their heart for God to bring their husband or their wife. Like, really, there's no other safe place than to be in the Lord's will and following his voice and being obedient, even when it doesn't make sense at all. Even when it confounds your mind, like follow his voice because he really does know what you need. He knows, like, I didn't know I had failed relationships. Like, I didn't even know what to ask for. I had my little like wish list that, you Mm. know, I'm encouraged to have as believers waiting for our spouse. Like, what do you want in your spouse? And I have my little list, but there was things that I didn't even know to put on the list that I need. in a husband that Henry has that I didn't know I need that, but God knew what I needed. And so I got to a place where I was like, I just surrender. I don't know. I'm just going to keep my eyes focused on you, and trust you. And sure, what I want it to be one year? Yes. I mean, I was constantly like, "This is going to be the year, right, Lord? This is going to be the year." You know, year two, year three, year, year four, year five, whatever. And I just kept, like, you know, just clinging to like, I trust you, and I know that you are good, and I'm not going to take matters in my own hands.
1: And you know, I'm, I I think that speaks hugely. And I um, I'm going to get you guys into ministry here in a minute because you uh, you're so. Um, Good at that is adept. What's the word? Anointed. That's the word I'm looking for. And I don't want the people to miss it. But um, Amanda, I'll, here's what I want to ask. Um, there's a lot of women watching today yeah. that are waiting for their spouse.
4: Mm-hmm. A lot
1: of them had previous marriages. Some have never been married. Um, you've kind of already said it, but what yeah. what would be your word to them uh, right now, I mean, are, you, are we in accelerated times? How would you uh, encourage the women who are watching? They say, I want that. And I know God has that for me.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I thought the Lord even wanted today to talk about like what you guys share about having the right narrative, right? So yeah. if we don't have the right narrative of like, well, Jesus is just coming back soon anyway, and things are just, gosh, if you watch the news, anything, there's just, it's just crazy out there. I just need God to show up, you know? But the right narrative is like, no, like God still has things for me to do. God still is active and like he does still care about the desires of my heart. And so, you know, getting that right narrative of like, no, he's not coming like tomorrow and he's got things for you to do. So don't give up on hope for the things God has for you, because marriage is great. You know, he's my lover. He's my best friend. But even more so, like Now we're one flesh. Mm. Now I'm more powerful in the kingdom because of my one flesh with him. He's more powerful in the kingdom. We're together. I wouldn't even probably be on this show if I wasn't with Henry because there's attributes about him that take me out of my comfort zone and vice versa with him. So it's like, you know, that's really important. And if, if that desire you have, don't lose hope on it. I mean, I truly believe when we have desires in our heart that are healthy, that line up with the kingdom, they're from God. And yeah. so don't lose sight of those and don't get in the way. You don't have to help God. He doesn't need any help at all.
1: That's a, no, that's a right. There is probably one of the most anointed lines of the day. You don't need to help God. You know, yeah. you're serious about that.
4: Yeah. I mean, there, of course, there's all kinds of options of things you could do to help, but like fully surrendering that to God saying, you know me best. You know what I need. I trust you. I don't need to help you with this.
1: That's good. That's really good. That's really, really good. So So, Awesome. Go ahead, Johnny.
2: So Steve, um, yeah, of course, and there's about a 10-year empty space of, well, they filled in a little bit there. But before we get to ministry time, just um, maybe between the two of you, share a couple minutes. There's the Oasis Church you've been pastoring. And I don't know if there's any desire to share other where the Lord's pulling you, or keep that in yeah. in the in the back. I didn't have that conversation with you. Sure. And then uh, Henry, uh, one of the things y'all need to know, we didn't bring up. Well, he did. He brought it up. He's uh, you know what a combination: Dallas Theological Seminary trained pastor who's also green beret.
4: Amazing. And, uh, but the Lord yeah.
2: is uh, amazing. There's something about it how the Lord is using the green beret past. And so there's something uh, I want Henry to talk about uh, having to do with that in a little video clip they'll show as well. But in in the same way that the Lord used his green beret love, didn't just have him throw it out. And it's like, okay, because, you know, you heard his testimony like seven years old till he gets there. It's like, oh, that was nothing. Well, it wasn't nothing. But compared to what the Lord had for him, it was nothing. And so there's a bringing back to that. I do believe there is a bringing back even of uh, influence among the dallas theologically trained uh, arena that there's something and very possibly and probably this book that henry's doing and supposed to be doing uh is going to be part of uh, uh creating uh an atmosphere an ability a platform for him to um really find another usage as well for you know he already knows the lord he shared that part already you know just there, there were things of value he picked up from the, the seminary there. So but anyway, so yeah. uh, just briefly on the, the o- Oasis Church and whoever wants to say whatever you want about that. And then, Henry, the shoot, move, communicate thing.
3: Right. Yeah. So uh, Amanda and I were volunteers at a church uh, leading these uh, groups for eight weeks called Rooted. And all of a sudden, the COVID lockdowns hit in March of 2020, and I heard clear as a bell from the Lord, do not forsake assembly. And so the church shut down, and we called all the people in the group and said, we're going to have a water baptism graduation on March 30th at Pirate's Cove. And I passed out information on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, The church wasn't really pro or con. But I don't think they even knew. What the
1: Pirates Cove, for anyone, that's the same place where all the whole Jesus Revolution right. movies yeah. based at that location. Right. right. Yeah. yeah, we yeah went, we went
3: down there, despite Gavin Newsom's order and the beaches were shut down, they had. Awesome. Bed, and we, you know, hopped the little, you know, retainer fence and went down. We worshipped. We took communion, and uh, we baptized these couples and. Boy, I, I had never seen more baptism, more powerful baptisms in the Holy Spirit. When we took these people out in the water, laid hands on them. And when they came out of the water, I mean, their arms shot up to heaven and they were uncontrollably speaking in tongues. I mean, it oh. really powerful. So from that in March, we ended up being invited to minister uh, with Jesse and Parker Green with Saturate OC. And they had me do the call to water baptism. You know, 300 people the first Friday night. Sean Foyt shows up to do worship for us the second Friday night. You know, we've got 1,200 people, then 2,400 people. Uh, We're baptizing people and they're coming out of the water flailing. We're casting demons out of people. We're seeing people get physically healed. Uh, People are just, there's a crowd of people in front of the ministry wall. I remember one night the Lord just said, just go out in the crowd, just walk out in the crowd and ask who wants the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I just literally got off the ministry wall because it was just, 40 people deep and just walked out in the middle and said, who wants the baptism of the Holy spirit started laying hands on people. And it was like, boom, 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 speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues, you know, and it was, it was powerful from there. We were bringing people to, um, a, a home at, uh, a small home and started basically pouring into that prophetically. So we we're bringing people off the beaches. It was powerful. A man is laying her hands on people, physical healings, uh, deliverances right there in the living room going on it was really powerful and so from that we felt to start Oasis uh, and we met on the beach under a Bedouin style canopy and just said Holy Spirit this is yours we're going to start worshiping Jesus take communion and see where you want it to go and from that we saw people just walk up to the tent and receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit we had people show up who had never been saved asked what we were doing they received the gospel through the communion believed in jesus we took them right out in the water baptized them and come back lay hands on them some of them had received the baptism of the holy spirit
1: amazing and so
3: we just started really stewarding revival um and then in december of of that year i got a call from a friend of mine jay koopman uh, to help with let us worship, so we traveled to over twelve states with them. And uh, Jay and Sean would invite me to minister prophetically on stage with Charles. So it was kind of a dynamic duo. Uh, he had the gift of healing, and I, I, here I'm in the prophetic. So we'd just get these words, and I would tell Charles, "Man, I, I want to operate in your gift." And Charles would say, "I want to operate in your gift," and it was powerful. So from there, um, the Lord let us uh, let me into the marketplace. And um, from the marketplace, all of a sudden, one day, he just said, shoot, move, communicate. And I, I just said, what in the world? Those are the three skills to, that you need to survive on a modern-day battlefield. And, and the more I processed it, the more just That was started.
1: actually Green Beret training, shoot, move, communicate.
3: Now, those are three basic skills for any soldier. You okay. have to be able to be proficient in those three things to be effective on a battlefield, period. And so what we could do is roll this clip right now, which really encapsulates uh, Shoot, Move, Communicate and the ministry that's come out of that word.
1: Okay, let's go ahead and roll that, Emily. Thanks.
3: So when I was spending time with the Lord and practicing His presence, I heard Him speak to me and He said, Shoot, Move, Communicate. Those are the three things that are required to be able to survive on the modern day battlefield. The Lord, as I prayed into it, he said, I want to use tactical shooting as a vehicle to produce camaraderie among men. They need to learn how to effectively shoot sidearm pistol and the rifle. They need to learn how to move and shoot with those. And I want men to pursue intimacy with me. And that's where the communicate part came into play.
2: We need to be the first line. We need to be like those men that stood on the bridge at Concord and said, you can come no further.
4: So that, that, last, good?
1: that last guy that that
3: you saw get baptized, you scream freedom. He showed up 12 year New York City, Irish cop veteran, not a believer. And after the first night, he was so disturbed. Um, and the Lord took me on a rabbit trail uh, communicating and the Holy Spirit took the words and started doing things in his heart with him. The next morning he was up at five and he came to me and said, What is happening to me? And the next night in the middle of it, he I said, Would you be willing to share what you're experiencing right now, Sully? And he said, uh, yeah. And mind you, he's not a Christian. He has no grid for charismatic Christian meetings or anything. And someone had paid for him to actually go to this retreat because I knew he was going through a hard time. And all of a sudden, he said, I'm a loser. I've committed adultery on my wife. I had to go tell my 20-year-old kids I'm a loser. And I said, and he said, my wife's never going to forgive me. And I just said, stop right there in the middle of the whole thing. I said, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And he kept talking about how he's been cursed, his family's cursed. I said, do you want those curses to end tonight? He's like, yes, I do. I said, do you trust me enough to lead you in a prayer to receive Jesus? Yes, I do. And we let him to receive Jesus he was getting he got baptized on the third night um, the guy before him um was struggling with pornography and demonic uh just basically being demonized and he got delivered and the baptism of the Holy Spirit starts speaking in tongues that was the the guy right before him so it's not just equipping men in the natural Psalm 144 1 and 2 blessed be the Lord my God who trains my fingers to fight my hands for war but it's training men and getting them kitted up in the spirit. To be able to take ground for the kingdom because the weapons of our warfare are mighty in God for pulling down stronghold and not all our weapons are carnal but you got to use both there's this natural and the spiritual so that's really what SMC is about um, our next retreat is scheduled for June up in Idaho but we're also going to have probably some others beforehand
1: well, I, uh, what do, me, who, who do you invite to that um, who, who, who would say well I qualify to be on that thing what 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 are you looking for
3: a a man who's seeking more of jesus and you know really wants to get in touch with with uh the the heart of uh uh, the heart of david a warrior uh king priest who is just on fire for jesus so if guys need freedom if they want more uh you know holy spirit in their life they want to learn how to hear god's voice they want to learn how to be led by the spirit um, they want to learn how to shoot, they want to learn how to move, they you know, all of those things. Any guy who has desire, and we've taken guys with no pistol training. And on day one to day three, they've had a 76% increase in accuracy and time with all the standards that we train them on. Yeah, um, well, uh, and, and Henry, did you say the next time you get together is June? Uh, we have one in June of 24 that's already booked and scheduled, so that's available. We probably will have some earlier ones. And yeah, it's a, funny a, we'll have those hats just to transition a little bit into the prophetic. Um,
1: you remember, you have that one story you're going to tell, which we have a photo of. So I don't want to do that.
3: After a while here. Yeah, so okay. i put these hats on real quick and just talk a little bit about God. Um, and. <laughs> about a year and a half ago, uh, did you see it? Yeah, let's go ahead. Thing. By the
1: way, uh, can it's we go? Let's go nice ahead and put your drive. email up because now that you're talking about, it, let's put your email yeah. on the nice link w- for email. the rest of it. Go yeah. ahead.
3: It's nice ride. And so, about two years ago, we were asked to run ten nights straight revival meetings for Hope California, and we went ahead and did that. And it was amazing time. And some guy who showed up was a total surfer, stoner, Jeff Piccoli kind of guy. And um, we laid hands on him. He got the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we started discipling him. He started coming to Oasis. It was really powerful. And for my birthday, he came and, and gave me this hat. And, you know, because he's a surfer and it says nice ride, I thought it was a surfer hat. So I'm, you know, wearing this hat for a year and a half. And um he had given us two, but <laughs> man doesn't wear hats. And um, someone walks up to me and says, you're from Tennessee. And I said, no, I'm from California. I live in California. You're, what, you're wearing a Tennessee hat. And I said, this is a surfer hat. What, what are you talking about, man? And he, and he said, no, that's the Tennessee flag. And when I took it off and looked at it, man, the, the Holy Spirit was like, All over this thing, the witness of the spirit, the resonance of the spirit. And I thought, oh Lord, like I've been basically (laughs) prophesying for a year and a half about Tennessee and didn't even know it. I mean, just speaking this whole time. So, Amanda was going to mention this real quick.
4: Yeah, I just think so for me. So, Henry got the hat and I was like, oh, cool, it's a nice hat. And I just was like, you can just have mine because it's not really one I'll probably wear much. And so I'd forgotten that I even had gotten one. And so we had this revelation that the hat that Henry's been wearing this mm. whole time.
0: Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now back to the show.
4: And when he was going to the last SMC, I was washing some of his hats for him and I put them up to dry and I was like, wait, there's two of them. And he said, oh yeah, he gave one to you too. And I said, I had totally forgotten that... I have one too. And so it was just like for us, it was like God is really speaking about Tennessee to us. So, you know, we're not limited in just the Bible for God to speak to us, right? He speaks through all of our senses. He speaks through all of creation. He's creative. I'm creative. He loves to speak to me that way. And so through this hat, I was like, it was like double confirmation that he had something for us, for Tennessee. Tennessee, because I had one too, not just Henry, not just Henry's yeah. call, but for me yeah. too. And we just wanted to put that visual out today to remind people that like, maybe you're crying out saying, I haven't heard God's voice. Mm. I haven't heard anything from him. He doesn't, hasn't spoke to me. And maybe he actually is speaking. And I want to encourage you to open up your senses to many other ways that God might want to speak to you. Cause he could be prophesying over you wearing a hat.
1: <laughs> That's good.
4: And it hasn't clicked yet. That's yeah. really good. The revelation hasn't clicked yet yeah. and so there's so many different ways and he does love us so much he's speaking yeah. to all of us all the time in so many unique and different ways and so we wanted to show this to you today it's just a visual of how he does speak and everyone watching can hear his voice not just yeah. us.
2: is and, it? i was just gonna say is it also part of you making your announcement to people who didn't know where yes. you're headed
4: are coming out yeah
2: yeah, so it's a big deal. They're also announcing not they weren't led just by the hat. But you have to know they've been praying and 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 I'll say Henry's probably been a little more advanced in getting a, a certainty that they're supposed to be coming out here. And then there's but there's things that just begin to add up. And so these are one of multiple ways. And then they find out that they've had these hats. There was a direction the Lord was giving them
1: way back then, yeah.
2: half a half ago. So. We're, we're excited about the fact that Henry and Amanda are going to come up here and be uh, uh, cl- close to us in the natural as well. So that's another just exciting
1: very nice, uh, very thing nice. that's going
2: to happen. So-
3: we've, been, we've been praying and feel like um, you know the Lord's going to provide land to actually build out a shoot, move, communicate complex for men's retreats because the nice. you know, real purpose of this thing is to restore the position of father, and husband on the mountain, the family.
4: Yeah. Um, in, in our pastoring, yeah. real quick before we switch to the prophetic, in our pastoring here, um, we felt like at the beginning of the year, the Lord was like, Hey, you need to get with me. I want to talk to you about this next season. And, you know, we've helped a lot of marriages. We've helped people. And we have really realized the importance of men in particular, yeah. stepping up and realizing who they are and, um, you know, getting free and so that's part of what shoot moves really to focus on the men. So even though I'm not physically at the retreats right now, I'm behind the scenes doing all the other parts to make this ministry come together. But even women are asking now, they're like, yeah. what about, what about us? How do we get trained up? So we're looking in the next year to actually have it for women as well. And even just dreaming with God, would this be like marriage retreats, like yeah. different mm-hmm. marriage things to go yeah. for men and women to go together and learn how to shoot, move, communicate
2: together.
1: Yeah. No, so,
2: yeah that's that's so good and there's of course the very practical thing is there's there's no downside to learning how to operate weapons and um and so the idea of being trained by former green beret doesn't hurt any of any of you who are are processing and thinking thinking through that so it's a very unique experience and sort of introing um going into uh, ministry time here just want people to be aware as well. We could have a whole line of conversation on the, as it says, the SMC. If you're trying to remember, shoot, move, communicate. To me, it's so much even uh, descriptive of of operating in the prophetic. The prophetic is not so much about just receiving some magical picture from heaven and having it all figured out. There's so much... Um, there there's so much even i was telling you earlier about being on stage but when amanda and henry were with us they ask a question does this number mean anything to anybody so there is you shoot you shoot just with what you got yeah. and so you you learn the prophetic is you learn to pull the trigger without even uh and, and then the moving and communicating it all comes together and this is literally how they operate all the time it's really um how i um operate did a lot more um uh, Of that when i was making my trips through south america and all that kind of stuff but you 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 just start with something and um it can seem you know if you uh, apply it to weaponry just shooting anywhere that's not what you're doing but there's you're directing it like god's on this in this direction so i'm gonna shoot inquire press on this see what's happening ask a question and so this becomes part of the whole instructive for everybody who's listening and watching on how to grow in the prophetic. And that's one of the what I thought was a, 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 a big benefit of what we're doing here and what, you know, want to be able to do that in the future as well is for those uh, not just give you a picture of the prophetic out there, and what's going on in the narrative. That's super important. But then how do you how do you function in it in a practical way just moving forward? So we're going to see that in, in just a moment with. Uh, uh, Henry and Amanda, as as they, you know, there's some things they already brought. There's some things they'll get on the fly here um, from from the Holy Spirit, and um, you know, Henry, I don't know if you would be able to keep to under two minutes just that experience on or had to do with the celebrity ship
0: that sunk. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. Here's the deal: both of them and, and and Henry will get big picture things that apply to what's going on in the world and the body of Christ. There's we could take a 30 minute, just things I know about that. He's, that he's, that he's gotten and, um, and, and Amanda as, as well. But this is, this is one, I think they, they listened to our program from Monday as well. And, and something uh, reminded them you can, you can tell about that, but not to take too much time on that. Cause then we want it to go into the personal, uh, personal prophetic. And so everyone who has any, um, uh, any need from the lord for healing or whatever you just never know what's going to happen in these next uh,
1: and let weeks. me just say again and once you go into the ministry uh emily go ahead and put that email up and leave it up there for them so people can write also if when he goes into when they go into ministry if they give a prophetic word and it matches with you quickly say something in the chat or or in the uh, below, um below below rumble put it in the um what is was the word? I'm sorry. The, the comments in there. If if, they, if if I'm saying anything wrong, let me know, guys. But put it in yeah. there so we have different tracks. If, if if they're hitting something, yes. But if even if you can't get to us, write to these guys and they'll see it later. If they don't if they don't see it now, uh, not the comments. I guess the comments come on live later. chat. Live do chat. Do the
2: live chat on Rumble is what they're right. saying. Live, live chat, chat on Rumble. Rumble. So
1: okay, thanks. No, we're that.
3: we're not able to see that. So yeah, so we'll see. They'll, it. they'll tell you. Yeah. we'll
1: see. If there's something we want to say, hey, they just wrote and said this. We'll tell you. Otherwise, just keep going. So, and we,
2: we're we're aware that better than two thirds of the people who will watch this will not be live
1: as that's well. Right. So, that's I, right. That's yeah. right. So, yeah.
2: So, uh, just do you feel do you feel it, Henry to share about that celebrity ship just real quick on that? Sure.
3: Yeah. Uh, it was uh, while we were stewarding revival on the beaches out here in 2020 July, and the Lord uh, spoke to me and just said. I'm capsizing the celebrity ship of Christianity. And I thought the celebrity ship like S-H-I-P. And I got the picture in a vision of the, remember the Poseidon adventure, the film, a lot yeah. of us are old enough to remember it, yeah. but it was literally capsized upside down. So the things that were on the bottom become the top and the things that are on the top become the bottom. And if you think about the concept of a servant leader, uh, He really is the bottom, especially if Christ is the cornerstone. He's part of the foundation. That's the bottom, not the top. And, you know, Jesus demonstrated the way of the kingdom, that the way up is down first. And it's as we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, we are exalted, which is contrary to the way a lot of leadership in the body is functioning today. It's, hey, look at me. Look what God's doing through me. And it's all about me. And there's real no certain. Going on, not to say it's not, but the Lord was like, "I am capsizing the celebrity ship of Christianity," and so He communicated to me um, from Acts chapter nine, um, this disciple named Ananias, and the Lord spoke to him in a vision, told him to go lay hands on Paul, that he would receive his hot sight. There's the gift of healing, and he would get filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized with the Holy Spirit, and so you know. Ananias has a conversation with the Lord trying to process what he said. He finally shows up to this street called Straight, finds this Saul of Tarsus and lays hands on him, um, and he gets healed uh, from being blind, and then all of a sudden is filled with the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, he wasn't a pastor. He wasn't a teacher. He wasn't an apostle. He wasn't an evangelist. He wasn't a, a prophet. He was a disciple. And those gifts in Ephesians 4.11, the Lord wants us to serve the body, to equip people to do the work of the ministry. Ananias was out doing the work of the ministry. He was the one laying hands on, on Saul he, with the gift of healing. He was the one who laid hands on Saul with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. At what didn't have to be the leader at the top of the pyramid on the stage. And so to me, there's a shift in Christianity that is coming in light of this world, this, this word. And we're going to see an equipping of the body like we've never seen before where Christ in us, the hope of glory begins to be displayed through God's power and his love because his power is a demonstration of his love. And he starts instituting the kingdom order and anything that's not in harmony with that order has to exit and leave. And so the kingdom starts advancing through Christ in us, the hope of glory as we start operating as the bride in our authority and power and freedom
1: sounds good sounds good well you guys just go ahead go for yeah, it and so
2: holy spirit open heavens yeah. over us over the listeners yes lord Henry demand the lord for your purposes we know they'll give some words in some direction maybe even for individuals and it'll be applicable yes, to lord. tens or even hundreds or even thousands yeah and if you're out there and listening as they say it even if they don't say I don't even know if they got names to say, but even if it doesn't seem 100% to identify with you, something, if the Holy Spirit inside of you says, that's for you, grab it and Mm -hmm. take it. There'll be healing or deliverance or whatever you need. So go at it, Henry and Amanda.
3: Yeah. uh, So last night, the Lord got uh, me up at 1.30 a.m. and 3.30 a.m. And uh, this picture that you're about to see um, posted right now came to mind. And literally this morning... About an hour before the show, I I texted to Johnny. I said, here's what the Lord wants to do. You're looking at a young man by the name of Sterling who showed up as an unbeliever to our tent after spending uh, over six hours in the local hospital the day before because he had uh, severed his Achilles heel tendon. Uh, They had him in a boot. They had him completely immobilized with a wheelchair and crutches. And um, he was scheduled for surgery um, in three weeks from this date. And during the meeting, through communion, the gospel was given. And he said he wanted to receive Jesus. And then he said he wanted to be baptized. And I kind of looked at him and I said, hey, um, if you're going to be baptized to go out in that ocean, you can't be on crutches. And you're going to have to take this boot off. And you're going to be able to stand on your own because I, I can't hold you up in the water out there like this. And so why don't I just pray for you to get healed? And it was very just like not anything. It was just so relationally casual. And he's like, huh? And I said, I'm going to pray for you to get healed right now. Let me put my hands on your ankle. And I started praying for him. And all of a sudden he's like, I feel heat. What's going on?
1: Whoa. And he starts
3: now out because he's not a Christian, never been to meetings before. And then I said, once you take off your boot and let me know what's going on. And so he takes his boot off and we have video of it. He starts walking around. He's like, I can't believe this. I cannot feel pain. My, my I've been healed. And he starts jumping up and down. <laughs> and so we take him out in the ocean and baptize him. And then he, we lay hands on him. He gets the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I felt last night through this that this picture was going to cause faith to rise for the occasion, um, for God to heal. And so um, particularly right now, I'm sensing there's someone who actually has an issue with their right ankle. And I think it's tendons that have connected to that um, outside part on your ankle and it goes around the heel and I'm feeling there's, there's injury between the base of the heel and that little ankle bone there um, that needs to be healed. And so that's one in particular um, we need to pray for. And if someone confirms they've got a right foot um, injury that needs healing, we'll go there. I also heard a right ear. You're having issues in your right ear. And I think the issues in your right ear is because of an injury to your left ear. I know that doesn't make much sense, but I'm sensing that God wants to restore um, full hearing to your right ear. And, um, and then I've got, um, I kept hearing the name Annabelle, uh, but you go by the Anna, your friends call you Anna, but your name, um, was Annabelle, uh, 57 years old. And I kept hearing two seventeen. I, I don't know that could be a birth date, February 17th. It could be your house number. Um, but there's that. And then I also someone by the name of Ray and, um, you're actually on the edge of your seat. The Lord says uh, some of these things, um, and there's a willingness to ask God if this is really real um, to move, and He will. And um, you have not yet received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and so that's that's another one.
1: Let and, me just before you go on to that one, I have multiple. My notes say multiple people with right foot injuries are are acknowledging it. Uh, there's B right seventy eight says that's me with an issue of my right ear. <laughs> uh, on, Brent, Brenda ATC right ear hearing loss. Uh, Danny okay. Merritt ear is my ear is me. That's they're claiming that. So yeah, multiple right, people are claiming. This. Those All way.
3: right, everybody, let's go after this right now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do something. That's really kind of crazy. <laughs> um, I remember watching when I first got saved a Robert Tilton, uh, did oh, you yeah. remember him? And he, yeah. oh,
1: yeah.
3: out and he said, just put your hand up to mine. And I actually was so naive. I did, <laughs> but I think it's a demonstration of faith that you are one of those people with the right ear or the right foot. I just want you to put your hand up right now. Um, in, in Jesus' mighty name, Father, I thank yeah. you that you love your sons and you love your daughters and that you your, your will is for them to be healed and to walk in the fullness of their callings, God. And so right now I command healing yes, in sir. every single right ear right now, 100% alignment with the kingdom of heaven that is in with each one of them. Ears be healed. Hearing restored, ringing, stop and cease right now in Jesus mighty name. Now, if you're starting to experience some, if you need to take out a hearing aid, take out your hearing aid because you need to test this out because that's the very simple faith that activates the power of God. It's very simple. Just moving my MRI from a Wednesday to after the healing meeting was nothing. It wasn't like I had to work up enough faith to get healed. I didn't have to believe in the goodness of God enough. It was just having to reschedule this event, see what happens. Man, that's the mustard seed of faith, guys. And so that mustard seed of faith might be just taking out your hearing aid, um, trying, checking something out. And if you've got improvement, let us know what degree of improvement that is. If you're, if you're, you know, hearing sixty percent. Thirty percent more, ten percent increase, and we'll just keep contending and praying here as we go. So let's go with the right, uh, the right foot injury right now. Uh, just Lord, we command a full restoration and healing of the tendons, uh, the burstus. I just keep hearing burstus, uh, Lord, restore the burstus uh, in the ankle area in the name of Jesus right now. Healing in Jesus' name, all pain cease. And if you guys are feeling any weight, like that's the, that's the presence of God, like a kind of like a, um, a, uh, one of those things those mats they put on you to take X-rays in the dental chair. you'll feel some weight on you. That's the Lord moving on you. If you start to feel heat or tingling, um, let us know in the notes because God's moving on this, and so we're going to keep contending for this as well.
1: Yeah. Good, good.
2: Yeah, yeah okay. just go into naming all the things, all the names, everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just hit them all.
4: Yeah, I heard X hits the spot. And I saw that someone actually has an X as a tattoo somewhere on their body. Um, and I thought the Lord wants to remind you he's got you. He knows, mm-hmm. you. He knows everything about you. And that X tattoo on you, this works for you. That he has got you. The things that you are not sure if he's got, he has got. And he wants to reassure you of that x hits the spot. And then I also just felt like um you know the Lord really wanted to release the, my testimony for women and I felt like there was at least four if not more women on here that are asking for God to do it again for them. And you know, the cool thing about you know sharing your testimony is that it gives God an opportunity to do it again, right? We release yeah. that, we release it. So I just feel like there's you know at least four or five women I just want to release over them for God to do it again in your life. For God to do it again, that as you seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, all these things will be added unto you.
1: Can we just add this real quick? Uh, Kate right Cartland, out. my ears are being healed. I'm yawning, and the ringing is almost gone. Wow, uh, yeah. Lori, I believe my right ear is fully healed. It's Lori. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah lord, lord.
2: Just just mention the things and they're going to it's just going to keep happening, even the finishing of it as we keep going. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And I also felt like there was people who had a broken heart today that that God wanted to heal. Um, I just feel like even like in the Gospels where, um, you know, when when people would respond, they, they would they would go out and they would like, you know, pull on the Lord for it. It's like the Lord wants to restore your faith today, even that like that God does really care about your, how your heart, how much more important, you know, healing an ear, but your heart. Yeah. So I just want to release that healing over, yeah. over your heart and that any place that hope deferred has made your heart sick. We just speak restoration over that. He wants you to know that he died for you to walk in the fullness in all areas of your life, including your heart. And, um, that he has spiritual water for you so you'll never thirst again. And that healing in your heart is so important to him. So as you just even release any pain to him, any um, disappointment, any hope deferred and trust him, like he's going to come in afresh and heal those places of your heart. So you can walk in the fullness and not be held back at all. In Jesus name. Yeah.
1: I'm here things here real quick. I says, I have two scars on my right arm that look like an X. Would that apply? Could that apply the two scars that look like an X?
4: Yeah, that's, resp- that's registering to you, yeah. That's, yeah. that's right. Yeah. A,
1: another one, Mindy says, I don't know, my right ear was the issue, but feeling tingling and heat in my ear, neck, and cheek.
3: Yeah, more, Lord. Just increase that right now in Jesus' mighty name. Yeah. Finish it, Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah, there's
4: someone in the hospital right now that's watching or will watch this broadcast back, and they have lost. They are so discouraged. They are so discouraged because of the doctor reports But in them, deep in them is a belief. And I felt like the Lord just wants to encourage you that, like, it's not by accident that you're watching this today. You are still hungry for the fullness that God has for you. And you haven't turned off and you're continuing to watch. And he is going to restore that disappointment and that um, whatever you're in the hospital for, like, you're going to come out of there. You're not going to stay in there. That is not your place to be. This is a season for you and you're going to get healed and you're going to come out of there. And I just speak life abundantly over you, life abundantly.
1: And this was kind of fun. It says Denise says, "Oh my gosh, not not a tattoo. It's my mask with an X I use to protest for the children." And then she, so she she puts an X on her mask to protest. That's a tattoo for the for the sake of this word, isn't it?
2: Don't be surprised if it has multiple applications. Yes, that's the
4: word. Go back and watch Johnny and um, Andrew Phelan's about the X. Um, there was a lot about the X with, yeah. uh, with Twitter now being, yeah. X. there's, there's more like dive into this stuff. Like he loves to just give us a little bit and we're just like, yes, Lord, I'm encouraged. And then he gives us more and more and more as a personal relationship yeah. with him. We may only give you a little tiny bit, but he has the whole big thing as we just explore with him.
3: Uh, getting, um, uh, left eye issues, particularly macular degeneracy. And the Lord is saying right now that that eye is degenerate no more in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Yeah, just check that eye out. You're going to start having greater clarity and the pressure is going to be restored to the correct pressure. Uh, Wow. Thank you, God. That's so good. And then I've got a guy that goes by the name of Matt, but um, legal name Matthew. That's what your parents named you. I kind of actually feel you might have been adopted. And um, the Lord wants you to know that you're one of his kings. He's the king of kings, and you're one of his kings. And he's emphasizing for you to wake up and start walking in the authority that he's given you, which is his authority. And as you begin to declare things to come to pass— Things are going to come to pass that would otherwise not come to pass unless you declared them. So this is a powerful time for you. You actually got prophetic wiring. You've been called as a prophet, but you you wouldn't even consider this right now. But the Lord is saying, just watch and see what I will do with simple obedience to declare things to come to pass. And if you have the faith that things will come to pass that otherwise would not come to pass unless you declared They will be done. They will be done.
4: Yeah, and I'm getting a picture of like a tumor in a woman's like lower abdomen area. And it's it's pretty big and I just see it like shrinking all the way down. I don't know if that's something that you can even physically see, but I just want to encourage whoever has that. I see this picture of this tumor just just fading away into nothing where it was once big. So, yeah, Lord, thank you for healing this tumor and this and this woman in their lower abdomen area where actually there's pain. There's pain. So we just thank you, Lord, for healing that. And there will be no more pain in Jesus' name. Yeah, thank you for encountering her with your love. Yeah. Yes, thank you, God. Yes, God.
1: And, and for Amanda, that this is probably, says, Laura, Amanda, I receive healing from my physical and spiritual heart. Hope deferred and a full revelation and release to forgive with multiple exclamation marks. Thank you, Jesus. Weather, yeah. weather, weather. what is it saying? The severe pain has begun to leave my right foot. I have been in a boot for months. They said it was my Achilles tendon and bursa sacs. Praise you, Jesus. Woo, so there you sex. go.
3: Yeah, the Lord is doing it again. I'm yeah. telling you right now. I'm telling awesome. you right now. This I mean, is- it looks
1: like this person's name is Weather. It says Weather, exclamation mark, if that's what you mean, Julian. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Thank yeah. you, I'm-
3: Jesus. Also, there's something I feel like the Lord is, you know how the Lord uh, would often say, go do this and you will be healed. I feel like right now the Lord is highlighting Psalm 103 verses one through three. I'm going to paraphrase it right now. Uh, I think it's blessed be the Lord, my God, who forgives all of our iniquities and heals all our diseases. And to me, healing all of our diseases, remember the body of the Lord, by his stripes we are healed, and forgiving all of our iniquities, the cup of the new covenant in his blood was shed for the forgiveness of our sins. If you will go take personal communion, bring If there's any sin that you have not brought under the blood, do it in confession to your Father in heaven. 1 John 1, 9. Do it and partake of the cup. And with the bread, you declare healing over your body because God is not a liar. And blessed is his name because he does forgive all of our iniquities and he heals all of our diseases. Not some. Go read that. God is not a liar. All of our diseases. So I'm also getting a left kidney issue. Um, I think you might be on dialysis. So we're just going to pray for that right now. God, I just thank you for this. I think it's a woman. And I just thank you for her, Father. Mm -hmm. And I just declare this to come to an end in the mighty name of Jesus. And, Father, I'm asking that the authority over sin and sickness and death be demonstrated uh, as your power heals her right now in Jesus name for your glory, God, as a demonstration that you love your daughter. You love her and you're present and you see her in Jesus name.
4: Yeah. And someone's also like crying out. I'm so thirsty for you, Lord. I'm so thirsty for you. And even the scriptures and John, these are, these are going to stand out to you because you've been reading these. Jesus has spiritual water for you. So you will never thirst again. John four. 4- 13 and 14. And then John seven thirty seven. If you are thirsty, come to me. If you believe in me, come and drink for the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow out within. And I feel like for some people you've been, you've been on that scripture. You have been looking at that and you're crying out. And the Lord says, come and drink. I will fill you. I am not a liar. That's I good. will seek it- me.
1: Excuse yeah. me, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Sorry. Uh, and now says, uh, "My son's name is Matthew, but goes by Matt, and he is adopted." I received this word for him. <laughs> he is a believer, but is not considered prophecy. He will now. It says, uh, "This L.A. Brightens is the is the handle." It says has large uh, fibroid tumor diagnosis that might be related to your word, Amanda, that you talked yeah. about. Yeah, um, feeling he, D. Stevens. Uh, feeling heat and tingling in my right hand after I put uh, put it on my right ear. I have had ringing in my ears for about 30 years, right side more than the left side. So those are the
3: three I have. Yeah. Awesome. Let's pray for Nancy's. Uh, she says her she is vaccine injured from um, COVID damaged her kidneys. So yeah, uh, Lord, we just lift up your daughter right now, Nancy, and ask for healing. We just declared healing over her body right now and a complete removal of anything um, that rewired her system in Jesus mighty name. Make it new again. Make, make it new. new again. Make it new.
4: Thank
1: you, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to just give one. I, I didn't, I held back on it because of, I wanted to see if it might come out. Uh, through this way, but my son-in-law had a severe accident at the at the state fair, county fair yesterday. He's a farmer. He's a working guy. He tore the tendon from his elbow to his bicep. It's a severe wound that they say when they're older, they don't even leave. They just leave in pain and hope they can use their arm some the rest of their life. It's a severe injury. It was meant to be in severe pain, ironically overnight he was had no pain even though this is supposed to be one of the most painful injuries so maybe that's a good sign but he's um laid up today hoping to get surgery his name is Ben but that that's he's you know it's uh, his whole living is farming and all that so uh, yeah
3: yeah Bane yeah lord we lift Ben up to you right now the sun yeah and we just thank you for him and god we just pray that you would Release angels right now. Yes, Lord. Tend to him, just as they did to your son, Jesus. Tend to him. Heal this tendon, God. Yeah. Heal the tendon. We declare healing over this tendon in the name of Jesus, God.
1: And I guess it was somehow, just for the interest, it's somehow the tendon and muscle release. The muscle was torn away from the bicep and the tendon. It says, yeah, that's what that was. So, hey, thank you for that. So.
3: I think the Lord said it may look a little funny, but it's going to be healed. I don't know what that means. And I got the picture. Um, when we used to jump out um, of the airplanes, uh, we had these static lines, and you had to run out with a static line like this, and you had to make sure it was routed over your shoulder. And if a guy had a misrouted static line and he jumped out of the airplane, uh, and he got to the end of that line, it wrapped around his arm and off and ripped the bicep. This, off.
1: you know, I think you're nailing it. That's the picture you're nailing because he was on that that ride where you you go off of the trampoline and yet you've got this strap on where you flip and do these different things. It must be the same kind of line Okay. because you're dropping, you're jumping up and down, but it lets you. It's got like a parachute type of.
3: Yeah, that. Mine, uh,
1: so you're nailing that with what you were seeing.
3: Bringing that to mind. I haven't thought about that for years. So, yeah. Or just more in yeah. Jesus' name. Yeah, and I'm
4: hearing the name Shirley, and I feel like the Lord says, Surely my goodness will follow you all the days of your life. Yeah, Shirley's like, yeah, just if you're doubting God's goodness, He wants to tell you, Surely nice. my goodness will follow you all the days of your life. Do not lose hope. I have got this.
3: Yeah. Um, Colin, uh, make sure you take communion regarding your left eye macular degeneracy. So, um, dude, you don't have to beg. You are not, um, the Syrophoenician woman. You are not at a table asking for scraps, bro. And,
1: and let me clarify on that one so people will know. You and I can see the same note. So, Colin, you po- you reported in, and we're reading that. So, you know, he didn't pull your name out of there. He's telling you from that, he's giving you revelation on your yeah. report. So,
3: it, it, Yeah, it says, you know, I have a left eye macular degeneracy. So the word of knowledge was correct. I've been begging God to heal me. Uh, Henry prophesied uh, for my healing, and I receive it in faith. And I I just want you to know, bro, like Jesus accomplished everything on the cross required for our healing and our freedom. Everything. It's already been purchased. He doesn't have to shed his blood again and go buy, you know, uh, refresh the bank account to pay for our healing. It's there. And it's accessed by faith. But the faith isn't working yourself up or striving. And God, you are healed in the name of Jesus. And we're going to just uh, be in agreement on this. And I feel like, too, just go read Psalm 103, 1 through 3, Colin, and take communion and claim it. Claim it and just wait on the Lord. His timing is so perfect. Good.
4: Yeah, I feel like there's someone on here, too, that's um, contending for a firefighter, uh, a family member that's a firefighter. I just keep hearing firefighter. I don't know if that firefighter is actually watching or if it's a family member. But specifically, God wanted to mention their occupation. Um, and there's something that you are believing for this firefighter, um, even uh, just their salvation and the fullness for them. And I just feel like the Lord says, yeah, I got my firefighter. I got my firefighter. Yeah. I've heard your requests and prayers. I've got you covered. Nice. Yeah.
3: So are there, are there people who want to receive the baptism of the Holy spirit that have <laughs> not yet? Uh, the most important thing I think after salvation and, um, Oh, surely
4: goodness. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Surely goodness and mercy 45 years ago. So, um, yeah, if there are any of you just put your names in in the chat and they'll get relayed to us. We just want to pray specifically for you to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It is the promise of the Father. Acts 2:38. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And this is a this is a promise from the Father. He will always do it. I remember seeking this. And Lord, if this is real, let it happen to me. And even being in Johnny and Elizabeth's church, and they had an opportunity to get people to get activated with tongues and nothing happened to me, guys. And, uh, and then finally, I went home and I went and read 1 Corinthians 13 again and uh, 12 and 13 and 14. And finally, just something flipped in me. And I'm like, Father, I really believe these gifts are for today. And I had to tell somebody. And when I did, they said, so you've changed your position? And I said, oh, yes, I have. I believe these gifts are for today. When I left their house and I went off the back porch, boom, it was like the Holy Spirit came upon me and tongues came out of me and I could not stop. I was screaming at the top of my lungs for 45 minutes straight, uncontrollably. It was so powerful. Um, and it was it was crazy. I sounded like some, you know, Chinese okay. general from the. Midwest. They're telling me
1: that there are too many to name that are all saying yes, 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 me. Oh, yeah, so I there's a lot it. of people. That's too many to name. Want,
4: I want if anyone feels shame right now that they should have already received it by yeah. now because how long they've been walking with the Lord. We just break off that shame. Just yeah. repent of that. Come out of agreement yeah. with any shame. And then also if you feel like you're not qualified because maybe you haven't met the mark in some way or you've felt short or you've had sin in your life that you're having a hard time getting rid of, like that does not make you unqualified to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Henry was still in process when he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He wasn't walking the way he is now. That's why we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. <laughs>
3: Come on. So it's, Receive it. Yes.
4: Unqualified. This is not for the elect or the select. It's for yeah. everyone.
3: It's not just for apostles and prophets no. and pastor, teachers and evangelists. Like you need it. If you are, you know, a housewife, if you are, you know, whatever you're doing, you've got to have it even just for the boldness to to fulfill the things that God wrote in your book yeah. before you were formed in your mother's womb God wrote a book about you yes. and there are works and things that he has for you to accomplish on this earth because and that that he wrote before the foundation of the world yeah. mm-hmm. and you are now as his creation you've got to fulfill them but without the baptism of the holy spirit it's like rowing a boat upstream yeah it's hard, but once that baptism comes, boom, the power, if Jesus needed to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, how much more do we?
1: So good. Ooh.
2: Steve, I know um time may be a consideration. I just want to say one thing, and then uh, I'll turn it to you, Steve, and you tell us, um, yeah
1: I mean, I do have a second show and not yeah. that long from now, yeah. so we probably better um,
2: So here's, here's the here's the one thing is just uh. Yeah, if there's something for the, if there's a a, a quick prayer for the baptism of the Holy Spirit as well, but I feel you're such an open heaven right now. I just want to tell all those listening and who will be listening that right now, if suddenly as my words are coming out of my mouth, you begin to experience heat. We already know many of you are experiencing heat for the thing you're being healed on. But if there is heat that suddenly begins to show up any part of your body, it means God is healing you right now in that area of your body. So receive that heat from him and this could go into thousands tens of thousands whatever mm-hmm. is needed just receive that now but yet yeah, tell us about it tell us uh in the comments some somewhere uh testify of the fact that heat's coming on you that means you're going to be healed in that area of your body of something that you've needed uh the the heat so, so henry, so henry can
1: go ahead to... go ahead and pray for the people then
3: yeah can i'm just can... gonna i'm gonna lead them in a prayer and yeah. uh, I'm just going to leave in a prayer right now. So if you guys who have not yet received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Yeah. Uh, you could. We had a girl we laid hands on one night and prayed for her to receive it. And we we've, we've contended for probably 15, 20 minutes, seemed like an eternity. And nothing happened, and I was like, "Hey, it's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when." And and she got up at four in the morning, man, baptized in the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, nice. and her whole household up. And God then told her to go downstairs, and the angels were having a dance party in her living room.
1: And she saw
3: this and we, I even started getting challenged by the things that she was experiencing in her house, but her house ended up becoming a portal. So. Um, Yeah, let's just pray. If you guys will just repeat after me real simply, uh, Father in heaven, I am your Mm. son, your daughter. I am your son. I am your daughter. I know that you love me. I know that you love me. me. And you will withhold nothing. And you will withhold nothing. nothing From any of your children.
1: From from any any of your your children. children.
3: Who ask you for the Holy Spirit.
1: Who ask you for the Holy Spirit.
3: And the ability. And the ability. The ability. To speak mysteries to you.
1: To speak mysteries to you.
3: And build myself up in the most holy faith.
1: And build myself up in the most holy faith.
3: I completely surrender my life to you.
1: I completely surrender my life to you.
3: I will go where you want me to go.
1: I will go where you want me to go.
3: Do what you want me to do. Do what,
1: do you, what you want what me to do.
3: And say what you want me to say.
1: And say yes. what you want me to say.
3: But I need the boldness.
1: But I need the boldness.
3: It only comes through only the, comes the baptism of the Holy Spirit.
1: It only comes through the baptism of the Holy Spirit.
3: In the name of Jesus, I not only ask for it, I claim it as your promise. Amen. Yes, In Lord. Jesus, I
1: claim I'm it, claim it your for promise. your promise.
4: Yeah. Yeah, and even Amen. People like maybe have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but the Lord wants to do a new infilling for you for God. this next chapter. Mm. God has you to. You've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but he wants to fill you afresh today. Yeah. Mm. New mission that he has for you. This new thing is like, I need fresh fire today, Lord, to walk in what you've called me to. Yes, I can't God. do this in my own yeah. at all. I need you. Yeah, Fill me yeah. afresh today. Yeah. Fill me afresh today. Yeah.
3: And I'm also sensing right now that some of you actually need to make your house like a no-fly zone. And as soon as this program's over, it's, man, communion, worship music, blast it, and just start speaking in the Spirit, I'm telling you. Uh, angels are being released to start you know, dancing and rejoicing around you. If there's stuff that needs to be repentant of, repent of it and know that God is faithful and righteous to forgive and purify you from all unrighteousness and start walking that walk by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's awesome.
1: Very, very, very good. Johnny, thank you so much. Amanda and Henry, thank you so much. This was, you know, it's hard to close up something because you don't want to shut the Holy That's Spirit off, right. uh, but we do have a show and I do need to eat lunch in between, so we're going to have to get out of here. But God <laughs> bless you all. Hey, put their email up one more time, Emily. Uh, write to these guys. Thank them. Tell them if you've got some, if something else got confirmed and you never yeah, were please able please to me. share it, uh, write to them. Uh, and and uh, we we got their permission to give their email out. So it's a website. You basically write, or is it? No, it's a, it's just a regular email, right? Oh. Regular email. So yeah, please write to them. So. All right, God bless you everybody. Thank you so much. Yes, we will have a, remember Bye. that Kat Kerr is on tomorrow morning. Don't miss that. We will see you all tomorrow. God bless you. Bye-bye.
0: This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at elijahstreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com give to become a partner today.